Deputy was a werepire. It's all right. Silver bullets worked. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are in season 11 and we have gotten to the first and maybe the last, I don't actually know, gimmick episode uh, of <laughs> I thought this you were going to say good episode. I was like, damn, dude. No, no, no. I think the first two were real strong. Um, the third one, for as much shit as we talked about it last week, uh, I don't think that it, it's a bad episode. It just was really weak compared just to the first two. Smart. Yeah. yeah, and uh, this one is a good old-fashioned monster hunt uh, with a neat mm-hmm. little gimmick that I like a whole lot. Yeah, this is... Um, I, I've certainly heard of this episode before, um, and when I started it, I went, oh, okay, that's, that's this episode. How are they going to pull this off? And you know what, Jeremy? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I think they pulled it off. I, I think they nailed it. Um, it helps that they've got some good staff uh, for writing and directing. Um, they also apparently, like I was looking through the the Wikipedia, they did some cool stuff just from a camera angle that we're, we'll talk about as we talk about the show. But before we do that, I would like to thank all of our friends over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They donate a couple of dollars every month and get access to our discord server. They get access to our exclusive podcast based on a variety of subjects like the Witcher and oh, haunted by ghost. No, sorry. Haunting of Hill house, haunting of Hill house, <laughs> um, it's cowboy bebop, just all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, go check all of that out. If you want to sample some of that, you can go to M O T W presents dot fireside dot fm and we have sample episodes of most of that stuff up available yeah. to the I public if you so. go to the monster of the week presents itunes feed there's a few on there yeah that's um, you like can actually f- search monster yeah. of the week's presents in itunes and it'll, it should pop up it's a yellow icon instead of a red one exactly we gotta it's our brand baby it's our it's brand, our brand. Uh, but thank you to everybody that does that, including Kyle, who is our most recent uh, Patreon Shout person. Out. If you are a Patreon uh, person and I have not shouted you out on this podcast, please send me a DM and let me know. And if you're too shy to do that, get one of your friends to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to make sure that everybody's covered. Chris, can you sum up what's been happening in season 11 for me? And can you do it pretending that everybody is, is their Sonic OC? I don't know if I can do that. I didn't, that wasn't in the script you gave me, Jeremy. <laughs> Fun fact, I write all of Chris's jokes. <clears throat> Jeremy writes the full podcast scripts mm-hmm. for the both of us, and we just read off them. All the yelling I do, all the laughing that we do, it's yep. scripted. Thank you very it's much. Last time on Supernatural. Under the care of Crowley, baby Amara is growing rapidly into teen Amara. Things to, I mean, that sounds like it would be a Sonic OC right there. Teen Amara? I don't know. Um... 
Baby Amara is growing rapidly into Teen Amara thanks to the Feast of Souls she's been provided in Hell. But if one thing has been made clear, it's that the Darkness isn't interested in siding with Heaven, Hell, or anyone else. She wants revenge against the one who locked her away, God. Meanwhile, Sam and Dean meet back up with Rowena, hoping to force her into removing Castiel's curse and turning him from fish back to angel once more. But things get a little wacky when Cast gets out of his tank and the trio are forced to track him down before he gets someone hurt. Um, at this point in my write-up, I forgot if Castiel got fixed or not. I'm happy to report that he was fixed. He was he was fixed, yes. Um, so, we are talking about Season 11, Episode 4 baby written by robbie thompson directed by thomas j wright this aired on october 28th 2015 nobody puts baby in a corner seen entirely from the point of view of the impala sam and dean go on a road trip to fight monsters and demons um the, the wikipedia helpfully pointed out that the official cw description of this episode is lacking a period at the end of that sentence so go on a road oh, wow. trip to fight demons i don't know if i'm selling the no period there you want to do another take <laughs> That's, you didn't, you didn't, you put the period in the script. You throw me all off. <laughs> Sam and Dean go on a road trip to fight monsters and demons. Is this working? How do you, how do you, how do you say a non-period? I don't know how to. You just, you just let it hang. You, you just let it hang. Okay. Pause. We did really good there. Yeah. yeah, this is this episode is filmed uh, entirely from inside or directly outside, looking in the Impala, uh, which yeah. is really interesting and creates. Some of the most iconic, I think, shots from the show as a whole, like there's one specifically with the boys kind of laying down that I think I've Mm -hmm. seen in a zillion different places, but also it just makes it feel different and exciting. It's a huge breath of fresh air while also being a fantastic reminder of a lot of what the show used to be. And the the building blocks of the show was always Sam and Dean in the car talking about a monster that they've never fought before uh, and talking about their dad and their their family problems and stuff like that. Uh, And this has all of that in spades and it's great because so much of modern supernatural for better or worse is paint by numbers very similar shots very similar scripts the everything is directed very similarly and i understand that that's just part of production it's a well-oiled machine that's how they've been on the air for 11 years at this point right yes um so it's nice to just get that shot in the arm every once in a while like hey we can actually take these characters and do really fun interesting things with them still and not like dilute the characters in any way right like, dean feels very much like dean here sam feels very much like sam here they have a really uh i was about to say charming but i was i'll say instead like a really intense conversation about their feelings and like some like a very frank conversation about things mm. that like really feel like it pulls from the current arc of the show and but yeah they, they do a really good job with this as a whole uh mm-hmm. i think that the the it's like you said it's just a breath of fresh air i think that's that's really Definitely. what it is um did you get the then did you look it up at all uh no i didn't so uh it's basically do you remember the speech that chuck gives about the impala and we see it coming off the line and it's the most yeah. important object in the world it's a lot of that and then sam praying to god and that's it oh, okay all right okay um so we have a guest star in this episode i won't even say what it is yet but apparently it was a big secret um going into this which is interesting because Maybe, maybe, honestly, maybe listeners can can correct me on this. I I see spoilers the second that basically anything airs, despite having all of Supernatural muted. It just gets through somehow. It finds me no matter what. Um, if you've been asking Chris questions on Twitter about Sam and Dean and he's ignoring you, now you know why. It's not I, because he's yeah, a jackass. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuff always slips through. So, and I I kind of forget since I haven't watched live since season ten. If they just spoil everything beforehand because it, it kind of seems like spoilers aren't 
as much of a thing. It's just sort of like, hey, this is what's going to happen next. Get ready to see it. Um, but apparently bringing back one of the characters in this episode was actually like a pretty big thing. It leaked out in a Canadian commercial from what I read on the Wikipedia. Um, but I just, I think <laughs> that that's Canadians. interesting that they had this like cool gotcha, um, and that they didn't put it in, in the road so far or anything like that. It was just supposed to be like an actual surprise moment. It's neat. Um, it's one of those things where, Hey, we're going to bring back a character and it turns out it's a different person. There's a yeah. different being pretending to be that per- be that person, and that's your favorite character. So it's just like, oh hey, they're there, but like we're we're just giving a fan favorite a paycheck, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we start from inside the Impala. Uh, there's blood everywhere. There's a knife on the floor. Dean is unconscious. He's handcuffed in the back seat, and we hear a train in the background. And as that train approaches, it gets louder and louder and louder until we go to the splash screen and I think this is where we get the splash screen and yeah, we go yeah. to the main episode, which is 48 hours earlier. Um, um, how much do you think the Dean girls are mad or Dean boys, all the Dean fans are mad because we don't get to see Dean in shorts, but they specifically say that Dean is wearing shorts in this episode. It's such a great joke. It's a, it's yeah. like, that's the perfect bit because we've never seen Dean in shorts. Well, yes, we have, we have, but, um, just it's just such an unusual thing because their wardrobes are so specific all the time. So to have Sam explicitly call that out, I'm explaining a joke right now. Have Sam explicitly call that out and have us just never be able to see it. It's genius. It's perfect. It's really great. Um, so Dean is watching the Apollo. Sam joins in, and they kind of catch up um, with what's been going on. They do a road so far uh, and basically say we don't know where Metatron is. Castiel is still healing. Um, so he's got to chill at the house. Um, we don't know what's happening with the darkness. Everything's kind of up in the air still. But but Dean is going stir crazy. And when Sam says he has a very thin lead on a case, he jumps at it. Yeah. And they are. It's time for a road trip to Oregon. Yeah, it is barely our kind of thing. But let's drive across cross country because they're in Kansas, right? That's where the the bunker is. That's a good question. That's a really know. great question. Where is the bunker? <laughs> Because that's a long ass drive, my friend. <laughs> the men of Le- is Lebanon, Kansas, the geographic right. center of the contiguous lower forty-eight states of the. Excellent. Yeah. There's yeah. some length on that drive. So, uh, which which Dean is going to have to make that drive later without a windshield. Much respect. Yeah, or like windows. Yeah, just I can't imagine. I can't. I mean, if I drive for thirty minutes with the window down, my hair is all splatted to the side of my head. It's a whole thing. Imagine no windshield for like. 72 hours <laughs> that is a 1500 mile drive which actually isn't oh, bad yeah, that's a 22 dude. hour drive i feel like the the, the hunks oh, right. quite a bit yeah yeah all right just one day without a windshield no big deal put some shades on keep the bugs out of your eyes the uh the first thing that happens on this road trip is that sam grabs a smoothie from the ice chest in the back seat and dean is angry because there are smoothies in there and th- that has taken up room for all of the beer that he brought so he has he has brought less beer on this trip than usual He's just a little, and I thought he was supposed to be like, hey, grab me a beer. I was like, Dino, buddy. Yeah, what are you doing? CW, you can't drink and drive. But uh, he's just like, why'd you pack smoothies instead of all beer? What the frick? What the frick, Um, Sam? Stop trying to shove your smoothie agenda in my face. I'm not going to buy your weird makeup. I'm not going to drink your weird smoothies. Everything with Sam has become a multi-level marketer Mm -hmm. since episode Mm -hmm. three. So I appreciate that this exchange is super normal and it's a nice little normal exchange. I don't think Dean would really be all that bent out of shape about it. They're trying to, you know, pigeonhole in him into um, a specific archetype. It's, it's just still cute. Funny. It's just cute. It's just cute. It's, it's the boys cute. being. It's the boys kind of being brothers again, which is always nice to see. Um, um, Cass calls. calls. Yeah, yeah, he wants to help. 
Sam was like, bro, you need to just get better, get back in your tank. I, I put a tank in the bedroom, in my bedroom, so you can go splash in there. Put Netflix on, you'll figure it out. There's a waterproof remote that will work Netflix right next to your tank, so you can flop out, hit that, hit that yes, I'm still watching button, and then flop right back in that bad boy. Flop okay. right back in. Um, and Dean's yeah. like, man, you're being awfully considerate to my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this is really nice, Sam. It's nice that you're adopting my relationship like this. Uh, Dean pulls into a roadhouse that Sam is immediately very skeptical of. It's like, even yeah. I think he makes a joke of like, even Patrick Swayze wouldn't go in this roadhouse. And fun fact, my stepdad was a background character in Roadhouse like five, which I cannot find wow. anywhere. So, cause it's, I didn't know that there was a, there was a roadhouse five. I or did you know there was a roadhouse two? Nobody else I, did. No, either. I sure <laughs> didn't. I've seen the first one like three times for some reason. Oh but yeah. I, because there were titties in it and I was 13. That was the only reason. That, <laughs> that I watched movie that was movie. just like always on AMC or like some yeah, or like yeah. TNT, some random channel. Like um there was uh, and not not just the nudity but like patrick swayze was a legit hunk and like kicked everybody's ass in that oh movie. yeah those high-waisted jeans Forget oh dude it. whatever i'm into it into it <laughs> um but sam is very skeptical of this joint and says like hey you go on in and i think dean describes some hunter that he hooked up with one night so he's going to go back in and find her and sam's like i'm just going to go find a diner and i'm going to dig into the lore because mm-hmm. castiel said he was going to do it and i just don't think he can, he's capable of it because he is a fish <laughs> he's, he's underwater right now um can't, you can't I do there was lore be, and be right. wet what right. you gotta ruin the men of letters books i don't think so buddy those books um, are ancient Dry fingies only, Cass. Yeah, please, please. Uh, they have a microfiber cloth rested mm-hmm. over each so you can mm-hmm. wipe your fingers off. No prints, please. Um, I thought there was going to be some significance to this um, this roadhouse, but no. We just yeah. see Dean coming out in the light of morning with a black eye. <laughs> just like, okay, time to sleep it off in my car. So is, a good the, night. is the black eye like from the roadhouse or is it just from his wounds that he wouldn't let Castiel heal from <laughs> oh, the last I don't episode? Know. I just assumed he got a black I, eye. I mean, it could, either, it could go either way. Because um, I, I can definitely see Dean going in there, getting in a fight with somebody, but then like they're just staying. end up drinking. Yeah, they yeah. end up drinking together. Now they're best friends. Um, right. The, uh, I love the shot from inside because when the boys get out to go their separate ways, like the camera stays in the Impala and uh, we see Dean like walk into the roadhouse and then we do that shift from night to, to the morning time and see Dean stumbling out. And it's such a great shot. It's done really, yeah. really well. And uh, what what does Dean find when he gets back to the car? He finds a blonde. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he finds a, I was a, like, uh oh, is she some sort of serpent monster snuck yeah. in like I, I don't know what i'm thinking because mm-hmm. uh, we see this this basically this naked woman pop up in the back seat of the apollo like oh uh what what is going on here who are you um and then what do you know who pops up uh, next to her is sam winchester sam winchester i uh i like the i like that we don't see any of this happen we just see and she barely has any yeah. speaking lines <laughs> And we find out later that she refuses to take his phone number, which I think is just like, it's got to <laughs> be a real blow stuff. to the confidence. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Incredible, incredible note there. Because uh, she's like, I just hooked up with this dude in the back of his brother's car. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, get me out of here. I, what am I doing? It already smells kind of farty but in here. also that, that 100% is the, who Sam Winchester is. Like, he just like, he had a random hookup in the back of his brother's car. But, he, but because he's such a fucking nerd, he, he can't just be like, all right, see you later. Like, they both know what they signed up for here. He's yeah. like, so do you want my number? She's like, dude, gross. No, no, no absolutely number. not. Yeah. I, I should have some- known by the haircut that you were going to be clean. Jeez. <laughs> I wanted some of that dick and I got it and I'm out. 
Latest. Get me out of here and let me know if you find my hairpin because I dropped it. Yes, a uh, very significant hairpin that falls somewhere and she cannot find it. Uh, Dean also just straight up ogling this. Oogling? Yeah. Ogling? Oogling? 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 I guess both of Googling. them sound like, goog- no. Goggling? Goggling? Gurgling. <laughs> uh, just straight up leering at this half-naked chick as she's ah, getting yes. dressed. Um, and yeah. Uh, so the the chick leaves, and it's just Dean and Sam on the road, and Dean decides to pop in the Night Moves tape to, to signify Sam losing his virginity. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, Bob Seger's this- Night Moves, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. D- uh, that's a Dean Winchester classic, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls Sam Samuel here, and Sam corrects him. He's like, "It's Sam." Shut up, you, you nerd. This is why she didn't want your number, dude. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like that he makes fun of Sam and says, "Like, oh, you're gonna go dig into the lore, huh? Is that what the kids are calling it these days?" Yeah, and yeah. Sam is just like, "I needed that." I'm like, "God damn, yeah. Sam." <laughs> this is it's all a lot. also later on. <laughs> Dean gets fucking jumped by monsters because Sam's flirting with some chick again. Uh, it's hilarious. Sam is so horny in this episode. He's so, he's so horny. Do we see the wait? Does the waitress die? Like, or does she come back as a monster or anything? Do we? Do we know? No, nobody dies as far as I'm aware. Let me see if I can Google this actress and see if she's died in anything else. Oh no. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they they laugh, they sing, like Sam really gives in. You know, they're having a good time. Um. Later on, Sam brings up the conversation like, hey, you ever think of settling down? It's like, bro, do you not, do you not remember season six when he yeah. lived with a fake wife? For you guys, like you, guys you have tried to do this and it has never worked. Why are you talking yeah. about this? Um, and then Sam's like, well, you know, what about with another hunter? And I was like, honestly, Sam, good point. Good point, though. What about with another hunter? Yeah, that's why he that's why he trained Castiel to be a hunter, so they could later get Hunter married. This is well yeah. known. It is known, Sam. It is known. It, it is known. It is known. Um. So it's just kind of one of those, like, you know, whatever conversations, none of it seems to weigh any of these scenes down, even though we've been through all of this before. It, for the most part, seems like pretty genuine brother stuff. Yes. Um, obviously, conversations in real life are a little bit more, like, kind of all over the place and, and half-assed because you don't need to, like, do beginning, middle, and end uh, of your five-paragraph essay <laughs> because it's not being written into a script. But overall, it still, it feels pretty organic and feels pretty good. Yeah, and it's quick. Like, none of this yeah. stuff takes very long. Uh, they decide to let Sam conk out in the back seat since you know he didn't get any sleep last night. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm sleep. saying? He was digging into uh-huh. that lore. He spent uh, a lot of a long time with that lore. Yes. Uh, and then the lore was like, get out of here, man. I don't want your fucking phone number. You seriously uh, trying to give me your phone number? <laughs> he calls it. It's just the uh, it's the drunk phone line. Did you guys, yeah. have, did you guys have one of those on the radio? I don't know. In in Phoenix, um, I used to have the rhythm down. Autumn can do it. It was like six one four seven nine nine da 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 drunk drunk phone. Um, but it was the number that the local radio station would tell uh chicks to give out to drunken weirdos <laughs> that would hit on them, and then they would play the drunken weirdo messages the next day on the radio station, and it was very funny. So That's Sam definitely, fantastic. Called it. yeah, That's just a bunch of drunk guys being like, "I love you, <laughs> call me. <laughs> <laughs> you told me you were gonna meet me at the club later. I'm looking for you. Where are you at, baby? Like kind of you shit, at, baby." Where are you where you at? <laughs> so yeah, so that's Sam, Sam right now. Yeah, Sam goes to sleep, and uh, Dean's driving, and he's listening to some country music, which is a little weird. Uh, when Dean, excuse me, when Sam wakes up and realizes that's not Dean Winchester in the driver's seat. Uh uh-uh. uh it's that's John Winchester. It's driving. John Winchester, not old John Winchester, young and hot John Winchester. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Sam is pretty immediately like he's not like, hey, am I dreaming? 
he's just like, this isn't real. Something is afoot here. Um, and, and I took down some of the conversation. I don't really know why. But um, Sam says, what is this, another vision? Uh, and John Winchester just being like, you have visions, son? Um, major callbacks to season one, IMO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he says, you have visions, son. And immediately Sam's like, don't call me that. Um, no matter what you call Sam, he seems to have a problem with it. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's really going through a thing with his own name right now. Uh, but I, I love this. Like Sam, that is not for any second believe this to be real. And it's, when he right. says like, "Don't call me son," I was like, "Oh, are they going to do like the Sam and John Winchester argument?" But no, they don't. It's like uh, my father is dead. Whatever yeah. you are dressed up as him, I don't believe you were John Winchester, which is great. Right. Um. And John starts saying. I never wanted this life for you. You guys turned out all right, but you turned out all right because of you, not because of me. And I was like, you, that's, that's for the fans. That's for all the fans who hate John Winchester. That's not, that's not for Sam's sake. Um, but he's saying all this stuff to him, and Sam just replying with, this isn't real. Like, he's not buying into this for a second. Um, and to, to this isn't real, he responds, I never could fool you, could I? Um, and this is where some, some things just start kind of clicking into place for Sam for some reason. Mm-hmm. And he says that, you know... I prayed at the church or in that church and I saw something and now you're here. Um, and we see some of the flashes to, to what Sam saw, which I'm still not sure if that's supposed to be Sam in Lucifer's cage or what the deal with that vision was. Um, but Sam saw something. Um, he prayed. Now this fella is here. And um, this fake John Winchester tells him that darkness is coming and only you boys can stop it. Uh, Sam, very pragmatic, says, okay, fine. How? How do we stop it? Um, fake john winchester says god helps those who help themselves um and when sam finally asks who are you that's when he wakes up yeah um i really like this whole scene it feels very dreamlike mm-hmm. in quality uh, i love the fact that sam does it we don't go through the standard trope of are you really my dad and like having those kind of established arguments or anything um there's a point where john like compliments how good that the impala is like you guys are really keeping this girl up or whatever and i was like okay that sounds pretty cool um but this is all great this is this is super good yeah um it it just yeah you're right it felt it felt right it felt dreamlike and also felt very season one in a in a good way yes. i know i'm always referencing back to those because i love those early seasons so much um but this is something that just re- it's really resonant of like that early stuff and um in in a in an appropriate way and not a haha remember this way um, notably here, when Sam wakes up, uh, Dean is stretched out in the front seat of the Apollo and he's got a laptop and he's looking at some stuff. And, uh, he says that Sam was singing in his sleep and was singing a song that their mother used to like a whole lot, um, that their father used to play for him. Um, which is just like, kind of adds to that dreamlike quality yeah. of this whole thing of like Sam humming this tune under his, under, uh, under, under his breath while he's sleeping. Um, and then they have this conversation, uh, Sam is just in a, a huge surprise uh, just like a huge upset to say i'm just like yeah. tells dean some stuff and is like hey yeah. i know you said you've been having visions about the darkness i think i'm having visions um it, they I prayed to god and, and dean's like what the fuck why did you pray to god and sam's like i that i don't know man i just i, I wanted somebody to get, take my phone number and god seemed like the only person that would take yeah. it right now yeah um but he says he, he he prayed to God because he was infected, which of course Dean didn't know. So there's, I I almost expected this like hard back and forth of why don't you tell me and da 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 da. And it, there's a little bit of that, but it's like the perfect amount of it because Dean doesn't yeah. stay mad. And instead, this seeks into, you know, him Sam telling Dean about this dream he had of their father, and Dean confessing like, oh, I have a dream about I dream about dad all the time, and starts talking yeah. about this like really beautiful dream of. 
like John training a 16 year old Dean how to drive instead of like an eight year old Dean and then pulling up to the house where Mary was waiting and Sam's in the backseat asking for his turn and they pull in and, and John says perfect landing son and there's there's no shotguns or anything like it's just this idealized life and he says you know I, Dean says I probably have this dream once a month and it's very comforting and like what a great note <laughs> right like we, we give john winchester some shit mostly for killing his brother uh or his brother-in-law and shoving the body off of the cliff read the comics everybody um yeah this scene so i must have we both recognized it dean's little speech here so i thought that this was from like an older season or something but i think it was in like a fan video or something or a promo that we watched or something um because i was definitely familiar with this and, and it was very resonant and um so he says all of that and he says how, you know, he has this dream and it's comforting and and Sam responds with, I, I always dream about mom and it's and it's usually kind of the same thing. Um, and that's very sweet and very sad. Uh, their dad is, is long gone and that relationship that Dean clearly yearned to have with John never can, could be. Um, and 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 Sam never knew his mom. So these dreams that are comforting to them are, are very sad. Yes, it's. And like, and this also like they take this conversation and because Sam is insisting, like, I don't think this was a dream. I think this was a vision. And I think it's mm-hmm. connected to what you're seeing from the darkness. Maybe what I'm getting is, is from the opposite of the darkness. Like, and Dean's like, are you, th- are you saying it's God? And he's like, I, I don't fucking know. But like, it makes sense that we're the only ones that can help us. And he tells Dean the God only helps those who help themselves. And Dean's like, that's not even from the Bible. Like that, that goes back to like Aesop's tales, Aesop's Proverbs yeah. or whatever. And I was like, and like Sam gets the look that everybody in the audience had <laughs> on their face of like, excuse me, Dean Winchester. um again dean says something like if god was going to talk to you why would he do it through john who you fucking hate um i think that sam if he was gonna listen to anybody it would be john winchester who he's fought with incessantly but like at the end there there was a a very strong i think like unity i think now sam winchester would listen to what his dad had to say and a dream about his dad i think is a very um, strong way to get the message across. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. And like, and who else would you use? Like, let's assume that this is right. I, c- I can't quite remember. Um, and I know you don't have any idea, but like, let's assume that this is a cosmic being of some of some mm-hmm. power. You know, giving Sam Winchester a message to help them fight against the darkness. Like, let's say that it's Lucifer or Michael or whomever. Um, what form would they take? Like, are you going to show up as Mary? Like, that'll just rock Sam Winchester's world. Like, there's no way that's going to happen. So, like, right. this is a especially like a version of John that I don't think Sam has interacted with. I think it was only Dean that interacted with young young John Winchester. As far as I'm aware, yeah, I can't really remember, but um, yeah, it's it's certainly. And I, you just said like, well, what if it was like Lucifer? I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that because <laughs> Lucifer used to come to him as uh, Jess. And that mm-hmm. was his way of like getting to him, and like the seduction of Sam Winchester is like one of my favorite arcs of the, of the whole show. And I've heard the, the novelization they... is really, really great. Yeah, yeah, and the <laughs> uh, you know the really creepy out way that they handled Lucifer trying to get to Sam, I, it worked super well for me. Yeah, and I didn't even consider that as as a possibility here because um, they heard something from uh, hell, like the demons all heard like the the alarms going off. They heard some strange sound that, like, from the cage. Nobody knows what it is. Um, and already with the, the conversations about the visions, Sam having visions, that takes me back to 
psychic boy Sam and all that stuff and yellow eyes and demon blood and right back to Lucifer. But I never even would have thought, oh, what if this is Lucifer somehow trying to reach out to Sam and uh, connect with him in some way? And that's very interesting to me. And like also just because like if the darkness is actually shaking stuff up, like if alarm bells went went off and like you, something was heard from the cage, like that's where my mind mm-hmm. went. Right. Like all of a sudden, yeah. it's something that loosens Lucifer's cage. Um, and also listeners, I think it's pretty obvious, but uh I, I've been spoiled on some stuff. Uh, Chris has been spoiled on some future stuff. But like when we're doing this kind of theory stuff, like you don't have to let us know if we're right or wrong. Like just enjoy us being right or wrong. Yeah, I'd be like super pissed if somebody just <laughs> yeah. Came just in. just wanted to mention like it's it's super fun to be like I heard this and God, you were so close. It's it's actually and I'm like no 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 don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah. Uh, we, we we're trying to protect poor poor Chris and also like it, it's just kind of rude. So don't do that. It's impossible to do. It's impossible to be protected. But yeah, please don't make it harder. So this whole conversation ends with uh, Dean saying, like, the darkness is on us and no one is going to help us. Certainly not God. And then Sam's like, goodnight, jerk. And they do the goodnight, bitch routine. Um, They both crash out and you get this great shot of looking down from the top of the Impala of the two boys stretched out in the front and back seat, respectively, Mm -hmm. Um, which I have to imagine, like, Sam Winchester's head was hanging out of this. Like, this has to be like a special wide Impala that's not street legal. (laughs) For his, because otherwise his, those flappers are hanging out the window. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he's sticking those feet out the window or something. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, but it's it's a whole thing. Um, so we get that shot, our nice iconic brother moment. Um, and then they drive to the police station. Finally, in Eugene, Oregon, or next to Eugene, Oregon. Um, they they are at the police station. They both like split up, I guess. And now they get back to the car and they talk. Um. And from all the information that they've gathered about the the attacks that have happened here but nearby, it sounds like uh, the monster could be both a werewolf and a vampire. Uh, and Dean insists on calling it a werepire. That and Sam is like, "Bro, I'm not saying that." <laughs> Dean insisting the werepire stuff is very funny to me the entire time. Yeah. Um, also, he wants like so badly to name a monster, he like he wants to be that guy. He wants to be the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, like once again we don't actually see a lot of this stuff happen. Like when the, the shot opens, we're in the backseat of the Impala. Dean has already done this and gotten back in and Sam is coming back. Like there, all of this is taking place inside the Impala, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's almost funny. Like as you're watching it, it's easy to forget that the camera doesn't leave the Impala because mm-hmm. so much happens and they're still able to communicate so much of everything that's going on. That I'm just like, yeah, okay, I believe this. I didn't see you guys go and do any of that, but I, um, I didn't even think about it. And I wonder if, if you don't know that the entire episode is shot from within the Impala, if you might not even necessarily register it, if you're just so used to seeing the Impala. But at the same time, there's so many unique shots that I feel yeah. like you would have to, even the most casual viewer would probably be like, wait a second. Yeah, it's, um, I, I have to, I have to imagine everybody would pick up on it. Like, it's not... Mm. It's not that the Rowena is not really there kind of thing from season 10, right? (laughs) Which apparently surprised a lot of people. Um, So the the deputy comes over and it's like, oh, you guys are staying. That's great news. Like already looking kind of suspicious. And uh, he recommends a certain steak restaurant. So they run over there where it looks like it's just a like a shitty steak restaurant. I guess like a shitty like roadside place, but that has valet parking for some reason. (laughs) For some reason. Maybe for plot reasons. Uh, so Dean um, reluctantly gives up the keys to uh, Jesse the valet, 
um, who jumps in and hauls ass to the point where I thought she was going to steal the car. Yeah, I and, thought this was a full on this girl stealing the Impala. She's a demon. Something's yeah, going on. And, she goes, she picks up her friend, they go for a joyride, and then she just brings the car back. It's like a like a very brief Aerosmith video. Uh except yeah. instead of Aerosmith, they they pump on the MIA um and start jamming out and doing like donuts in the parking yeah. lot somewhere it's really weird and then her boss calls is like you got to get back here with that impala or something it's super yeah. strange she's like okay i'm just gonna drop my friend off brb <laughs> who drops her purse in the car yes um her, her hello kitty purse disappears i i just didn't understand what they were doing with all this i was like is there like just a vacuum in the bottom of the impala that's sucking all this stuff up <laughs> is that is the impala haunted <laughs> like, is the impala haunted is, is bobby it, is back eating people is it eating people's yeah. things what is happening um, Yeah, who knows so she brings the car back uh and dean gets in and he's impressed that she's handled it well so she he gives her a tip and that's the last time we're gonna see those two girls i'm so yep, good bye. um sam gets dropped off to go talk to the widow of the uh victim in the situation i wrote down that she was the window of yes the, victim. the sheriff's yeah. window um <laughs> so uh while sam does that dean goes back to the crime scene um because when looking at the crime scene photos it just seemed like something was a little bit off and he wants to take a second look so uh while this is happening Cass calls and says he found something in the lore and dean's like you better not have gotten those pages all wet buddy um but he found something in the lore called a whisper that a whisper. feeds on hearts and blood um and they seem to match up with everything except it's only during like a solar eclipse or something like that um and that the timeline doesn't doesn't match up so that wouldn't be this creature but unfortunately dean isn't in in the impala when uh castiel is on speakerphone saying all of this so he says it's a whisper and dean's like oh okay so it's all right i'm hold on cast i'll be right back i'm gonna go look at the crime scene real quick and just leaves him on speaker well, while the, this the, um, the deputy pulls up behind him Oh, that's so, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So he tells Cass to, to hold on and then like sets him up. But I guess Cass doesn't hear him. So just keeps describing all of the stuff about whispers mm-hmm. and then eventually gets mm-hmm. the thing to the solar eclipse and how it can't be that. And by this point, like at first the camera is positioned to like in the windshield looking back and we see the deputy drive up behind the Impala and then it's positioned in the back seat looking forward. So you see Dean and the deputy analyzing the crime scene while Castiel is talking. Like it's a really kind of involved setup for supernatural. Yeah, it I really think. is. <laughs> um, and it's, it's fun to describe, like it's fun to talk about. Uh, so while this is happening, as soon as he gets to the solar eclipse thing, the deputy attacks Dean and they, they have a fight. Uh, eventually Dean gets up and manages to shoot the guy with splattering blood all over the, the side window of the Impala. <laughs> yes. Uh, and himself. Um, and so at this point, he thinks that it's still a whisper. He's going over what Castiel told him a few minutes ago. He's like, all right, silver bullets will probably work, and then I'll cut its head off, and then we'll be good to go. Um, but yeah, he doesn't realize that none of that's actually going to work. Yeah, it's... it's it, it, And then this scene. Like, this is fucking supernatural slapstick right here. So yeah, yep. he shoots the guy, and then Castiel is, like, still talking. He's like, no, that the silver bullets... Like, the guy, like, starts moving around. So he gets up, goes to the trunk grabs his big fucking machete and chops the thing's head mm-hmm. off and it like lands on the windshield. And as he's talking to Castiel, he's like, well, silver bullets slowed him down, but it uh, looks like beheading finally took. And like the, 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 the severed head starts growling at him yeah. and, she, and he just leans over and turns the wipers on and knocks the head on the ground. <laughs> like the casual disrespect yeah. that his Dean shows this mom. 
monster is hilarious. It's good shit. He's so confused. And this, again, this is such early Supernatural, where figuring out the monster was half the battle. I love it. Was figuring yeah. out what the hell they were doing. But he's not afraid of it. At no time is, is Dean ever afraid of this. He's just like, what is this thing? <laughs> yeah. like, I miss the uh, what it, what is it and uh, how to kill it conversations. Um, yeah. So he eventually empties out the ice chest in the back of the seat and then puts the severed head in it. Um, he hangs up with Castiel and then, uh, like, after before sending Castiel, uh, like, some pictures yeah, of the he teeth. He takes or some pictures of it. He's like, yo, Cast, check this out. Isn't this weird? Dude, if Dean Winchester was like, hey, check out this meme on my phone, like, I would be swiping all over that camera roll oh, to yeah. see the shit because you I'll just be know going, it's be, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's some weird shit in there. Um, it's just, it's just a bunch of pictures of Sam from across the bunker <laughs> that he sends to Cass, making fun of Sam. All right, so um, when he finally hangs up with Cass, he sees that he has a text from Sam that says, need help, ASAP. Really funny. Why, you know, this this is a situation, not, not to put my thinking face cap on, but like this is a situation where an emoji would do a lot of work for you, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You could, you, you could do the emoji content here instead of having to type out ASAP. Um, so Sam uh, says that they've got jumped um, and that they, they some people came for him and the widow. So yeah. uh, Dean reverses and like floors it and twists it twists the car around and then goes to drive and as he goes forward the knife that he used uh slips underneath the seat to join the void monster that sleeps in the bottom of the impala yes um when we pick back up the uh widow who sam was with is in the back seat She's or a window all if you're nasty shit um, sam's in the front <laughs> um Cass calls again uh and says hey it's actually uh something it's not a werewolf uh, vampire it's more of a ghoul vampire it's a how do, let's say this together jeremy how do we say this oh i have no fucking uh clue. uh knock or something uh, like that i had the <clears> pronunciation <throat> down yesterday when i watched the episode because I, I knew i was going to say it on here knock something I, I, like that i spelled it as k-n-o-c-k-s-a-i-r-e like not sir but it's it not that <laughs> n-a-c-h-z-e-h-r-e-r um and we're gonna i'll check dad's diary real quick yeah um it it is uh according to this i'm gonna i'm gonna be real with you dad's diary aka wikipedia says that it needs its sources cited on this one Ooh. so this could just be a supernatural fan uh but it does say that this is from german folk folklore and it's a sort of vampire uh, and the word translates uh, from knock, meaning after, or and living off is zenren, I guess. Um, so let's see. The knock, zeher, I, I'm saying it wrong, is created most commonly after a suicide and sometimes from an accidental death. According to German lore, a person does not become a knock zeher from being bitten or scratched. The transformation happens after death and is not communicable. Um, they are also related to sickness and disease. If a large group of people died of the plague, the first person to have died is believed to be a Nak Zeher. Um, typically, they devour their family members upon waking. It is also said that they devour their own bodies, including their funeral shrouds. Uh, and the more of themselves they eat, the more of their family they physically drain. What? So, what? all right. So it's just a very strange kind of undead creature from German folklore, apparently. And I apologize for pronouncing that wrong. Um, I did my best. You did well. You did well. But I'll, I'll go with Noxier. Uh Dean just helpfully calls them a ghoul pyre, which, of mm-hmm. course, nobody will actually say. 
Um, the Castiel- idea to kill them, you have to. Re- that this is. I love the. I love the kill thing here. You have to remind them that they're dead by putting a copper coin in their mouth. Really great, just super hilarious, right? Like yeah. you have to just like, oh, they're fine until they're reminded. They're immortal. They are functionally immortal until they see a spoiler about themselves on the internet. Like that's exactly. that's how this whole thing works. And um, the the copper coin is supposed to be like the old tradition of you know taking the coin for pay mm-hmm. the ferryman in the river sticks, all that shit. So. Um, Sam is immediately like, well, we have to find a penny from before 1983 when they were all copper before they're now they're just all this, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's like, Sam, why do you fucking know that? I love that Sam is, is nerdy about this and like gets called out for being a nerd. When Meanwhile, like Dean 15 minutes ago was name checking fucking Aesop. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Sam's like, all right, well, let's go to the store and let me go get some pennies. <laughs> like, So Sam goes in there and we don't know what Sam is saying, but he is yucking it up big time with this lady he's schmoozing he's leaning against the counter they're both laughing he's taking his sweet time what could he possibly be saying like hey my dad's a coin collector i need yep. some old pennies or something 100 yeah looking but for a very are, specific he, penny can i look at every one of your pennies please he's just making it into a whole fucking thing in there meanwhile <laughs> the widow in the back seat wakes up and she uh she's freaking out yeah so the, at first, you think everything is normal. Like she's a little shell shocked. Um, she opens the ice chest and sees the head, and is like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, <clears throat> "I can explain that." Actually, no, I can't. And then tries to and fails miserably. It just gives up entirely. It takes the head and puts it in the trunk, which is very <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, and then she starts acting a little weird and saying, "Like she's you do a little weird. You do anything for family. Like I would do anything for family, and I I failed them, and I'm the one that caused all of this. Like I'm the one that did it." And Dean's like actually this isn't your fault like do you have nothing to worry about and she's like actually it is and then attacks dean winchester yeah so oh she's a monster we get this entire fight scene like that and it's great like it's it's fucking yes. great the way that this is all framed like she pulls him into the back seat they start going to town on one another i'm talking about the bad kind of town not the good kind of town um yeah yeah um can you imagine fighting a like monstered up widow in the same place that you boned an angel it's, it's a lot weird, man it's a lot it's a, it's a lot it's just another day in the life of dean winchester meanwhile they just keep cutting back to i love Sam. this cut yes just he's just in there Yucking it, up. it up and he keeps like half looking over but not to the car <laughs> like he's probably just offering this girl his number um anyway so it just keeps cutting back to say i'm just not paying attention at all uh and i kept thinking he was gonna look over every time they cut over to him and he like never did it was fantastic um they keep fighting um unfortunately the widow monster gets the upper hand steals the impala um and i guess knocked out dean at some point uh, then Sam decides to notice and he runs out and he ruins his chances of getting a second date with this girl because he pulls out his gun and shoots out the back window of the Impala. Extremely funny. Like just the idea of him just running down the street with a loaded weapon shooting at a at a car is just very funny to me. And even the um, shot is actually really it's done really well because first you see it through yeah. the back window and then you see it. Um, you see Sam like trailing behind in the rearview mirror. It's like it's such a cool shot. They um so the the, the trivia wiki I mentioned is like uh they 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 said that usually like in car shots are done so like there's cameras all around and they'll pull the car on a trailer so that the actors don't have to dr- actually physically drive like they won't be able to mm-hmm. see because of the cameras um for this for all of the driving scenes they apparently just rigged up cameras out of the way and just let them kind of do whatever they wanted to like there wasn't even oh. a director to do like call like action or cut or anything and Jensen and um what's his name um Jared <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
put down your Twitter, people. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I know that his name is Jared Pata, whatever. Um, but like, apparently they've talked about like how odd it was to like basically be self-directing themselves in these scenes doing stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's odd. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, so when Dean wakes up, he's handcuffed in the back of the Impala. Uh oh. Yeah. Not the first time. Not the first but, time. But not, <laughs> not the gonna best be, time either. Not gonna be. Not gonna be the last or the best. Nope. Um. He sees. Uh. This- he sees the widow basically reaffixing the severed head onto the deputy's body. Um. And he comes back to life. Um. And as he kind of pretends to be asleep. Uh, they get in the car and drive off, and then the the maker, who I will, uh, the deputy or slash the maker, um, mm-hmm. pulls Dean up, and um, as Dean is like, because he knows that Dean is awake, he's Dean's trying to fake it, uh, and yeah. Dean sees both the knife and the purse, I think, at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's at some point he also finds the uh, the girl's hairpin, but I think that's in a, in a minute. Basically, we find out that they they've all they're all part of this family. That uh, the deputy, and this might be revealed in a few minutes, but the deputy has been turning people because he wants to build an army to fight off the darkness. Uh, and I love when when monsters are running scared from something bigger and badder than them. Um, and he also reveals that despite this, he already knows there's no beating this thing. The darkness is bigger and badder than, than anything that they could ever hope, regardless of whether he's building an army. Uh, it's it's not going to be enough, but it will. It's just just to do what they can while they can to fight it off as long as they can. Um, and this all started in this town because the, uh, widow, she was, she was changed and she changed her kids. Presumably. I think she says something about that, but, uh, her husband refused to change. So they had to kill him. Yes. Uh, what a, what a great, like, Anytime we get to a glimpse of this ecology of monsters, uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Like anytime these things prey on one another or interact with each other, it's like playing Monster Hunter World and like you're fighting the big, huge dinosaur and then the bigger, huger dinosaur comes in and attacks the yeah. one that you are fighting. Um, it's just really interesting. And of course, this gets Dean's attention uh, because it's related to the darkness and this is something right. that they have not seen before. All really, um, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cut back to Sam. He's still uh, at the convenience store trying to look for pennies and uh, mm-hmm. talk, flirt, flirt with this girl. She's like, I don't know, man. You have a gun and you just fired it at that car. I don't, I'm not <laughs> totally sure I want to keep talking to you. I thought you were looking through every penny in the take a penny bin to to, to try, try to make, make out with me, maybe. Yeah. But instead, yeah. you brought a gun out and shot at a car. That yeah, was I thought so, that that was just a technique to flirt with me. But now the penny thing seems pretty weird. The penny thing on top of the gun thing makes this a uh, not a thing. And I will <laughs> see you later. Um, uh, we're actually closed. Thanks. The uh, uh, the maker, this deputy guy, does reveal that they have captured Sam um, and that he is not going to turn Dean because Dean cut his head off and he can't let that stand. Uh, but instead he's going to feed Dean to Sam and convert Sam because he's going to be a a valuable soldier Uh, yeah that guy he's an athlete this excuse me how tall he is he can play basketball for us uh i'm not saying nobody it's not in the rule books that you can't beat the darkness of playing basketball um i hate maybe this one actor. big game is all it takes <laughs> just one just one solid dunk you know maybe one we solid just fucking get dunk. To agree to these terms she'll leave us alone we'll save yeah. the school yeah play a good game of horse spell out a couple of words do a do a jackknife shot that's a basketball thing i'm sure yeah um, yeah Dear. Uh, okay, Fade so... away. But real quick, uh, I do want to talk about how terrible this, this actor is. I, 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 I just don't like this dude at all. Like he has a bad oh, really? accent. Yeah, he's just he's just 
really like kind of it's especially as it was getting close to the end of the episode i was like can this dude stop talking you've been talking oh like yeah earlier minutes. earlier when he when he first talks to them when he's still pretending to be a good guy i was like what is this guy this this like fake evil southern accent that he's trying to well you be careful out there now it's like, real sir? fucking weird yeah it's just not yeah. good um, um yeah this guy's pretty pretty weird um, so Dean uses the waitress's hairpin uh, to free himself from the cups and then uh, cuffs, not cups, uh, and then grabs, basically grabs the deputy from behind and forces them to crash into like a water barrier on the side of the road. Uh, And they put the, they put the car through the ringer in this episode. (laughs) Really do. Uh, Dean wakes up uh, a little bit later and uh, he's, I think at this point he finds the purse. And so he starts rummaging through the purse, obviously looking for the coin purse to see if he can find some pennies. The deputy stands up in front of the Impala and like pulls this huge shard of glass out of his face and kind of a cool effect. It's, it's, it's especially doubly cool because the guy doesn't talk anywhere, anywhere during it. So you just get the mm-hmm. cool thing to look at. Um, and then it's a fight scene um, as Dean. Scene. And again, all filmed it like in the from the perspective in the impala even mm-hmm. if they're like fighting directly outside like it takes place in a very small radius and it must the choreography on this must have been crazy yeah it's it's insane eventually dean takes that like handful of change and just like shoves it down this dude's throat <laughs> just stuffs it in there and then uh i guess he doesn't have he doesn't have the machete handy to cut his head off so he uh uses the door of the impala and just mm-hmm. repeatedly smashes it into the guy's neck until his head pops off perfect it's I- incredibly violent the uh the widow wakes up uh and we had established earlier via castiel that if you killed the maker that everyone he has made will convert back to human um so she wakes up human and appalled at the things she's been doing and very much worried about her kids um and so they jump in the car uh which has a little trouble starting because you know it was just in a fucking car accident and yeah, doesn't have a windshield or 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 rear view or anything else um but they eventually meet back up with sam they're at this camp or whatever where the all of the ghoul pyres were hanging out and sam is there with the two kids and i like the fact that there's no usually in the monster of the week episodes we see like a like we will get like a little scene with the family or something that San- Dean will like be like, we'll be, don't you know, call us if you need us or, you know, don't, you don't want to see us ever again or something. But instead Sam's just like, these are your kids. Okay, cool. I'm getting yeah. the fuck out of <laughs> here. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck this town. This we town fucking here sucks. To clean up. We're not sitting around on the pier looking out at the water with you guys later, figuring out what went wrong, telling you, you know, life is just, cr- there's some dark things out there. It just, <laughs> one of them says probably nothing, right? <laughs> Probably nothing. Yeah. The whole time this case was probably nothing. Um this yeah, fuck this. Let's get how, out of here. How disappointed is Sam going to be when he jumps in this like bloodied and beaten impala and like reaches in the back seat for that ice chest to get himself a oh, fresh man. green smoothie and just comes back with like, some some head goo. You know what I'm saying? He's like, bro, you know what I could use right now? Meanwhile, his whole torso's in the backseat as he's digging around <laughs> looking for it. A nice ice cold. Wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I, mean, I, for- I forgot to mention something. Um, during the fight with the widow, the widow bites Dean on the neck. And um, right after she gets changed back to human, they jump in the car and he like wheels the uh, Impala around to take the fuck off. Like he, he kind of like massages his neck and he like <laughs> looks at this old lady like, what the f- I can't believe you fucking bit me, but he can't say anything because she's yeah. human. It's just yeah. a, like a very quick look. I hope I can uh, find a gif of that because Jesus Christ, that's funny. 
it, it, all the little character moments in this are, are great. It seems like Jared and Jensen were allowed to just have a ton of fun, and now that makes sense that you're saying there was like less you know controlled direction for this episode. So uh, that's yeah, all all that stuff is great. Uh, they're just so ready to get the hell out of there. The Impala is covered in blood, and every window is broken. Um, they're both beat up. Uh, Dean says it's time to go home, and for some reason, Sam says we are home, meaning which is the car. Yeah, I, I think this. It doesn't detract from the overall episode. I think it's a real corny line, and I think it's yeah. it's it's it does not need to be in the show. Like they could literally just kick back and be like, you know, we're going to take care of her when we get back to get back to whatever or something. Yeah. Like, and yeah. they could show this way better than they could have said it. I think definitely. Um, notably, too, uh, Dean says, "Let's get home, and we'll get Castiel to to heal you up because Sam's taking a beating." And she's like, "I'm not going to do it unless you let Dean unless you let Castiel heal you." Because um, Dean refused Kaz's healing right, in the last right. episode, and I think we forgot to talk about it because we were bored. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, now they just got to drive cross country without a windshield or any windows, and um, mm-hmm. uh, a job well done, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, he said and- he did say the word baby at some point, which I hate with all my heart. When yes. Dean says it, it's never weird because he's like, "Oh, baby, oh no," because. Um, Using that in using the, the word in that way is totally fine and normal. Like calling calling your wife baby is like normal. Like hey baby, how you doing? Um, but if like you like if I came to your house and you say hey Chris, I want you to meet baby. That's fucking strange. Yeah. That's super weird. And that's what it feels like when people call this baby. I understand it's not just the fans anymore that the show officially the name of the episode yep. they call it baby. There's a Twitter account I, if you really want to go get into the weeds. There's an um, official. But Twitter I want account. everyone to know that it's wrong. It's totally and it's wrong. not okay. And and nobody ever speaks up for the things that mattered, but I'm I'm gonna speak up for this, and I'm gonna say it's wrong, and and we got to do something about this. I mean, like if you just put this in practice, like if I like I have to tell Autumn sometimes, like oh hey, I got to go get an oil change in the truck. Like imagine if I was like baby needs his oilies, right? Like it's just a terrible. <laughs> yeah, I almost just I almost just hung up on you, and I know and I know you were just doing, and I I know I know it was just an example. I know you weren't really saying that, but that's just what baby the way needs it makes a flush. Transmission flush. It's bad. Um, what if what if the baby talked in like the the uwu language? Like, do you remember bad. when that was a thing? Like, we should I just do translate. remember, and I want this to stop. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, baby, what if, some new what if baby talked like Baby Yoda? Oh well, I mean, Baby Yoda would force choke Baby in a in a heartbeat. That's right. I mean, That's there, right. There's no question. That's right. Um, so, uh, what a great yeah, episode. episode! Yeah, yep. this is this was uh, and uh, like. I think it's a top tier episode uh, of like in supernatural canon. It's wonderfully shot. Like it's, it's supernatural has a style and it's developed that style over a decade and now a decade and a half of, Mm -hmm. of work and like having the ability to break out of that and do something completely different and make it still feel like a supernatural episode is, is just remarkable. Like it's really, really great. And they did just a, a great job. And I, you know, my, the time that I'm only complaining about like one single line of dialogue an entire episode of Supernatural, like it's just just hilarious. So yeah, um, yeah, I wish that they had the opportunity to do more episodes like this. Um, just unique. I I, want, I don't want to call it a character study, but that's almost what this feels like because it just spends so much time hanging out with them, and we're not really like digging too deep into too much, but it just really reminds us. It it grounds us who Sam and Dean are and it, and it, it was very fun to watch them like this and I I love fun Sam and Dean and that way when we we're used to having fun Sam and Dean when we get fraught Sam and Dean emotional Sam and Dean it feels so much more resonant but it feels like 
we're either getting no characterization because plot's happening, um, or we're just getting like major major drama all the time. So to have an episode that just executes the Winchesters really well is is great. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, also does that thing in Supernatural that I like, where we have a Monster of the Week episode, and yeah. it's and it's kind of connected to the overarching plot through like various threads. And the, the real interesting one here: these ghoul pyres, you know, making an army to defend against the darkness. And also, just like the fact that like something as fundamental as this coming back, like the monsters just instantly know what's up. Like nobody knew who the fucking darkness was until like the darkness shows up. And now this fucking random deputy dumbass is like, Oh yeah, the darkness <laughs> it's back. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. gotta, we gotta fight it or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, extremely great episode. More, more definitely. of this all of the time. Yes, please. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for everyone. That's a patron over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. That is the best and most direct way to support the show, but it's not the only way to do so. You can also leave us iTunes reviews or, um, stitcher comments, I guess. I think that's a thing. <laughs> um, pod bean comments. We have, uh, one, one person that's pretty active over there. Um, but thank you for everybody that listens and thank you for everybody that gives us feedback and, and talks about the show. We have uh, merch. If you want to go check that out, the best place to go is monsteroftheweek.cool. Um, you should also check out our emoji podcast. At the time yeah. you're listening to this, we're in the middle of heart week and That's it gets right. a little weird, guys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we've covered like 120 emojis. Each yes. episode's like three minutes long, sometimes a little longer. Um, but there's, there's a, t- yeah. There's and, a lot of them. And, and if you like lore, oh boy, is there some There's a lore. lot of lore. There's Get a ready lot for of emoji lore. lore. Yeah. Um, but check that out. That's thinkingface.cool. We will be back next week with an episode that is teased as Jared Gertner guest stars. These have gotten really bad. I don't even know who the fuck Jared Gertner <laughs> is. <laughs> Great. When a, when a local man... <laughs> it's just... what. I'm so angry right now. Anyway, good night, everybody. Bye. We did it. Who the fuck is Jared Curtin? No idea. So I know you were talking about watching Hill House, but do you think we should watch? We try to do another Monster of the Week. I, I was actually, Thursday? I was, I was, I had that same thought. Like, do you want to watch Monster of the Week tomorrow, and then we can record Thursday night, maybe? Yeah, maybe we, we, that we, way we'll get back on our uh, yeah. sketch, and then we can, we, then we can start filling out those Monster of the Week episodes. All right. Um, I still don't know who Jared Gerstner is. It's not even a leak. Chris, I'm gonna send you this picture. Okay. I'm so I'm so angry. Where's my phone? Spoilers, that's who Jared Lertner is. This is I guess this guy was worth putting the, the fucking tagline for the episode. What? Alright, we did it. We did it. I was just thinking, like, oh man, how like Jess and I had started dating in 2015, which was the same year that I think that I started Chomp Chain. Um, so it was like a couple couple months later. Been like if I if I did a video game podcast with like my IRL pals and I start dating Jess, she would be like, "Oh yeah, whatever. Let's see, you hang out with your friends. Like I don't give a shit." But then like if we were at this point in Monster of the Week, 
and then being like to have to date somebody new how fucking weird would that be dude i can't imagine like if I had to date somebody new and I was like every Monday, I'm like, okay, I need to watch a supernatural episode. And then I'm yeah. going to go like, yell and also to have people like hours. have listeners and have like people interacting with you. Cause it's not like we're famous. There's just enough no. people that, you know, sometimes take up your time. Cause then if you're dating somebody new, they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like imagine, imagine you're dating someone new and you're like, Oh yeah, I can get you into the discord. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a <necessarily> problem. Yeah. <laughs> just come and hang out. Like, how how far deep in a relationship are you before you introduce them to the Monster of the Week Discord? Yeah. I want everybody. I want everybody to answer that. I'm going to put this in like the next Monster <laughs> of the Week episode. But like, if you are on in a new relationship, like how long does like what do you do you say I love you first? I feel like you say I love you before you. Do I that. love you is a, is a softer step forward than the Monster of the Week Discord. You got to wait till the I love you to really introduce the gross mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like that's you got to you can't just go straight to the gross no, stuff. You can't. You got to you got to you say I love you before you go. Hey, by the way feet i'm into him <laughs> sure uh i didn't uh, i recorded with gary the other day um and I, we were talking about uh duck stream and i don't know if i told you this or not but the duck stream thing ended up being all about feet oh, okay um, okay it was it was a heavy a lot of a lot of feet memes being thrown around and so like i made a joke about it and i was like hey sorry if you watch my segment like sorry about all the feet stuff and gary was like you know i know i don't really listen to monster of the week but all i see is every once in a while like my adding you about some feet stuff <laughs> like have you considered becoming a feet guy now that you have this meme and i'm like absolutely not how dare you ask me that question <laughs> i don't want to be the wiki feet guy <sighs> <laughs> have you considered becoming every a once in a while my you know dad's what? like what's your, what's your podcast called i'm like gary no other gary no <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh i'm trying to think of a podcast with chris the rogan show or whatever yeah. just point oh, about yeah. that like i do go. i do production to work on that um because all right there have been times where like when we we did some like hit some milestone i don't remember what it was but i um i told my parents i was like hey just like so, you know, a little thing I do sometimes we just hit like half a million downloads or whatever it was. And my dad was like, let me put it on Facebook. Like, I want to put it on. And I was like, I appreciate that you're proud of me and that you want to share. But no, <laughs> you please don't. You can't do that. I don't want your friends to know what I'm up to. I will bring yeah, shame want- to this family. We've talked about this before, but I don't want anybody in real life to listen to my yeah. shit. Like it was the the idea i'm just gonna google gary mosher real quick and see if i can wonder if he's on there figure out what chris's dad looks like see if he follows monster of the week <laughs> dr gary mosher oh no i got him i'm, I'm here bud i'm what here unfortunately his profile pic is his three beautiful children so like i don't know what he looks like yet i mean he looks like me but bald <laughs> <laughs> i can you with the picture of my dad i have one on here no it's okay i, I Wow, this is a really nice picture. I don't know which one's which, though. What, I, I don't oh, know oh you said bald. At. He's bald, Wait, yes. I'm looking at his, his like uh, banner thing of all of you at Christmas or something. Are we dabbing? No. Uh, we no. tried to do You're this sitting... picture, and it was... It was supposed to be, the, weirdly, the Ginyu, the Ginyu Force from Dragon Ball Z. And then someone took a picture. My sisters ended up thinking it was really funny. And I look at it, and I'm like, it looks like we're all fucking dabbing, and we're not supposed to be. Oh, Chris, your 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 dad is posting Facebook like badly cropped Facebook. Oh, this is so yeah. great! This is such a dad That's move. His whole vibe, the the bitmojis. That's his whole vibe. The bitmojis. Have you seen this? Yo, oh yeah, I see all my dad's dumb shit. I mean, not on. Oh my. 
god, this is so They great. get the family this group text so going sometimes. If I search Chris Mosier, if I just Googled myself, the first image that comes up of me is me edited onto Guts's body um, as my guest profile for uh, Dark Insight. Perfect. My episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. That's because I don't actually use my name on anything. It's local bones. Yeah, yeah. And f- fortunately for you, you don't use your There's name. There's some monster. If you Google Jeremy Greer, like all of my shit just happened, just is out yeah. there for everybody. Oh, good. It updates my. So, like, if you Google Jeremy Greer, the first thing that comes up is Hermit the Terra Husband. Cool. <laughs> so that's good. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Nope, I'm uh now I've got the can on my ears. You've got the can on your ears mm-hmm. and your bum your bum off the can. Am I recording? I don't know. Yeah, I'm recording. I um I was talking about this in uh Bobby's house. But uh I got put on medication yesterday. Uh-huh. And um I asked the doctor like, you know, she was telling me like you have to take two of these a day. If it causes you trouble, we can go down. We can recheck it in six months and find out if you still need to take it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I said, well, what's the, what's the downside? Like, what's the side effects? And she goes, oh. What's the rub? She goes, oh, diarrhea. A lot of it. And I was oh, like, oh, sick. cool. I said, like, constant? And she's like, no, no, no. You'll figure it out. Like, you'll just eat something and then you'll have diarrhea. And I was like, Ooh. okay. And she's like, yeah, you just kind of want to keep track because you can eat something and you're, you just can have diarrhea. And I'm like, oh. Well, super great. You know, diarrhea doesn't always mean um, urgent, um, an urgent bomb- bombardment. It just, it just means that it's it got a different consistency. Yeah, she, she didn't say it was explosive I, diarrhea. I mean, for me, it's always explosive, <laughs> explosive, debilitating, and um, but you know, um, you just, you just learn, you learn to live. You just learn that uh, food's no longer your friend. Um, but if you're anything like me, you'll still eat a lot of it anyway and just suffer constantly. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the, the 100%. Yeah. Like I, but, this is just a situation where like, I will just eat a lot of delicious food at home and suffer. And then if I'm ever out and about, I will just eat a salad probably. And hopefully yeah. salad doesn't cure it. Jesus you guys Christ. go, you guys go out to lunch a lot. Yeah, we do. We do. We go I don't, I don't fucking leave the house because of this issue. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, that's the, we will go for, for dinner or whatever and, and immediately go home because there's no, there's no after for Chris. He's got to go home. Yeah. There's a, um, there's no, there's no after party. I have to be very careful about what alcohol I drink. Um, that's why you always catch me drinking those Sapporo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they don't hurt my stomach, but most beer <laughs> fucks my stomach up pretty bad. Um, so you know you just you just learn you just you live and you learn you can't you can't live your life afraid of what's going to happen in your in your pants or no. your stomach. <laughs> you can't you can't live your life like that, Chris. You just can't. You, you have can't. to you have to. I mean, out. I kind of do, but what I but you can't you can't you can't let it beat you. What's going to happen is uh, it's almost crawfish season, so I'm going to go get a bunch of crawfish, and then I'm just going to be confined to a bathroom for like four days yeah. straight. Cause the idea, like you said, the word crawfish, and I thought I need to I need to go get myself <laughs> an, an adult diaper because <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like extremely spicy uh, shellfish it would be just totally fine. It's not like I ever have problems with it before I start taking the <laughs> diarrhea drug. So hey, you might be fine. You might be fine. Um, my dad was on a diarrhea drug for a while. And um, he managed it. He's out and about. He's not cowed in, I don't think, by his, <laughs> his stomach problems, his tum trubs. Good. Man, and 
this is all really super weird because I kind of figure I feel like this is like an old person problem. And I know I'm old, but like I didn't expect to get like old person medicine like at 39. Sure. You know what I mean, I'm saying? I have old, I've had an old person problem since I was like 25. Sure. So. Yeah. Also, yeah. And I, I totally recognize like there's people out there that have been str- like Kinsey on our discord. She's she's been struggling with her diet since she was like zero years old and she's allergic to everything and can't eat anything. Yeah. And like that super sucks. So I know I've had it like I've had thir- I have. I've had almost four decades of just fucking eat what the hell you want to. Like I, you can, mm-hmm. the world is your oyster. Also oysters are your oysters. You can eat those right. even if you don't like them. And yeah. what I have found, and I'm honestly not very good at, at dealing with this. Cause I don't really cook a lot. I just like, I eat a lot of crap and, um, but when I don't eat a lot of crap, I am mostly fine. I'm always going to have issues like pretty much no matter what at some point, but I can really control it. By controlling my diet. Um, and then, so let's say I, I eat super healthy all week. I keep a, a good diet. I'm making sure I'm getting all my nutrients, everything, keeping a regular gut. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I just, and I chow down on a pizza on Friday night. Um, if I have kept, maintained my healthy gut, I eat that pizza, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to get sick. But if I've eaten like a bunch of junk and then I eat more junk on top of that junk, then it's a recipe for disaster. And you could, they could probably say that for anybody. You could probably say that for anybody. I'm just, I'm just a slightly more sensitive to it than the average person. Yeah. And who knows? Like, this could just be, um, like, I could not have any problems. The doctor told yeah. me that uh, when she was on this and she wasn't taking it because of the problem that I'm having. She was having, like, ovary issues and she was trying to have a baby. Uh, but she and said, that's not, you aren't having those. I'm not having ovary issues at all. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, she said that when she took it, like it was the only thing that really fucked her up was the eggs at the school at the college that she was going to for, I guess, doctor school or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but she said there was something about the eggs that just fucking ruined her. <laughs> she was just like, I think <laughs> she even funny. used the term ruined. She was like, yeah, those things ruined me. I just had to I had to give up the eggs. And I'm like, yeah. I, I've had uh, I have had stomach issues pretty much my whole life, but um, like since middle school. But for the most part, when I was younger, it really didn't affect me too often. Um, but yeah, one time I, uh, I think it was the first Saturday that I was like living at school, went to the calf, grabbed some eggs in the morning and immediately like those things bombed my system. So yeah, uh, college cafeteria eggs, stay away people. Yeah. She thought that it was because they were like powdered maybe. And like they just put protein powder or something in them. Uh, that's probably what it is. Like there's just yeah, you know, nothing but carbs. Too in much there. protein when you're not on swole patrol. That's going to, that's going to clean you right it's out. It's going to clean you right out, bud. But it's going to clean yep. you right out. Have you, have you guys watched Letterkenny at all? No. Letterkenny uh, is um, infecting my life uh, to the point where I'm starting to say uh, slang from the show oh. in, in the real world. Like I keep telling Autumn Pitter Patter, <laughs> let's get at her or figure it out and all this other bullshit. Uh, Caitlin turned me onto it way back when. And yeah, like I'd, it's, I, I would be curious what you guys thought of it because I, I think it's funny as hell. <clears throat> at least you're using like normal, uh, normal, like slang or whatever like that's nothing like you said would be too crazy i'd be like all right this guy's been reading a lot of stephen king novels you say sure. pat or whatever you know because yeah. stephen king loves loves a rhyme oh yeah i loves a rhyme but it's not like you're calling everything Bant- bantha poodoo you know you're not just going throwing these crazy I, i'm not terms going i'm not there. i'm not even going to respond to that I cannot believe you were texting me that bullshit last night speaking bantha of bantha poodoo, poodoo. i saw them like just a few minutes ago they were tweeting at mark hamill supernatural um because Oh yeah, Sam like got to pretend to be Mark Hamill in like, the driver's license or something. I think I saw yeah. something like and that. Then, yeah. So Mark Hamill like responded to that, and then Jared was like, "I love you." I don't know. I didn't follow it that hard. Um, yeah. But then somebody was like, "Hey, hey, Mark, uh, if you want to get on the show, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge." 
Um, this is exactly how I used to book Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm glad that everybody yeah, does this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then somebody like in the comments was posting how uh, Jared Padalecki posed with Timothy, Timothy Zahn <laughs> holding Heir to the Empire. I was like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. I someone, I, yeah, I, I've seen that picture. Like He was apparently yeah. really into the extended universe stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think I did read that a while ago. I just was like, oh, okay, here, whatever. But uh, that, that yeah, picture it's is funny. wild because you just don't it's, know what uh, Timothy or uh, uh, yeah, yeah Timothy Zahn looks yeah, like. Tim- yeah, <laughs> he's holding it down in the in the, in the book cover of the uh, of Thrawn. <laughs> I'll tell you this, but I'm not going to tell anybody else this. I almost just said Timothy Thrawn right there. So hell yeah. Uh, I mean, you just said it on a you said it on the podcast. So it's yeah, but I'm now. not going to tell anybody else. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. All oh, right, 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 right. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> That's the way that those, podcasts um, work, Chris. Those new Thrawn books are pretty good. Yeah, you um, told me that. You said that they were really good, like a lot of political intrigue and some spy yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny because I started, I um, read *Heir to the Empire* and then I got uh, *Thrawn* on audiobook. So these are like this. It's you know two stories about the same character, but one's canon and and one's old canon, new canon, old canon. Um, one is legends so, and one is canon. Yes, and I thought that that would be confusing, and it's really not because I really actually have loved seeing the stuff that he he brought back. From Heir to the Empire, which is set five years after the Return of the Jedi, um, and Thrawn, this new one, is set sometime after Revenge of the Sith. I'm not exactly sure of it, but he like talks about the Clone Wars and, and Anakin Skywalker and like stuff from that period. Um, but yeah, the first book is just like his rise into the Empire. Like they they find Thrawn, who is this Chiss, strange outer worlds alien that nobody knows anything about. And they uh, they bring him in, and then yeah, it follows his rise over the over a number of years. Follows him, um, his essentially his his assistant, this dude Eli Vanto, and this third character, Arinda Price, who basically she f- also finds her own path through the Empire because at the beginning of the book, her um, parents' mining company gets like taken over because there's some back backdoor gambling or some bullshit going on. Um, Anyway, so this this woman gets her revenge by gaining political power so that she can like buy back her mind or something like that. But these three characters who get like pulled in together and uh, wrapped up with a uh, villain of sorts, even though he's working for the rebellion, so he's probably a good guy. I don't know. But all that being said, it's super interesting, really compelling Star Wars stuff. Uh, gives you a lot of good Coruscant action. I think they're all vaguely tied into other Star Wars properties, and I'm not sure if that is like making fun references or if this is supposed to be kind of like tie-ins to stuff because i do know that thrawn very much is in star wars rebels the the cartoon show which i have not seen but i know he's he's just full-on character in it yeah um which i have seen some of and it's it's a very good only knowing the timid the old stuff like it's a very good adaptation oh that's good that's good um and then from what from what i'm gathering the book i'm reading now seems like it's mentioning a lot of stuff that shows up in uh, rogue one um so it's these are these are very clearly tied to like that you know that area of of the uh, the timeline. All that being said, they're very interesting, and I'm excited for for this new mysterious Star Wars collaboration project they have going on for the books and the comics. Yeah, I'm I'm into just about any Star Wars stuff now. Like I started reading the old comics this week because they were just on mm-hmm. Marvel Unlimited. I was just like, well, let's see what this stuff is. Is it going to be weird? And yeah, totally, it's all weird. Not <laughs> some of it's not good. Yeah. Um, my my favorite moment, and I forgive me for not remembering what series it is. I don't remember what, which one I started. There were like eighteen thousand different series on Marvel Unlimited, yeah, but 
there's it's following like this young jedi who uh is still in training and they have to go like off world to do some shit and it's like everyone has crazy star wars names as you would expect except for the queen of this world who's just named amanda and i don't know <laughs> like really the guy, the guy just like named it after his daughter or girlfriend or something <laughs> yes man it's so fucking weird yeah. oh man i feel like the staple of a of a good star wars name is just is three letters long it's yeah. always just yeah it's always just like it's like it's han it's cal it's din it's some shit like that right it's always okay um, i could be i could be into that it's i mean obi <laughs> obi-wan whatever it's two three letters <laughs> and then, then you get into <laughs> stuff like anakin okay but ray finn poe all very short names it's mm-hmm. always a short ass name and i appreciate that because most fantasy likes to go huge with its names and star wars does do that sometimes but i appreciate that the most names are like real short and snappy I had a uh, friend who uh, was expecting a baby, and they had settled on the name Finn at some point. And uh, at at some point, he... Uh, uh, Can you hear me? Hello? Do you want to do a podcast? I actually am losing you a little bit here. I'm oh, you are? catching just the tail end of your mms, but... Um... Oh, I um No, I was, I was telling a I'm story. I'm good to go whenever. Oh, you can't hear me at all. We are way out of sync. Hold on. Oh, okay, yeah, I did totally lose you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. hey is this better okay speak chris can you hear me <laughs> i don't i can't hear you are you serious i'm so confused hello hello okay there you are keep talking keep talking i'm trying to talk i'm trying to talk trying to talk trying to talk i think i missed some of what you were saying Well, well, well. We're gonna try this. Is this is this working? This. Is this better? So. Can you hear me? It, it does. I can hear you. It does seem better. Okay. Uh, what I was saying is, um, I had a friend who was expecting, and they had settled on the name Finn around the time that that first movie came out, and so like had uh-huh. to like like I remember DMing with them, and he's like, "Do you think it would be weird if we like? I don't care about Star Wars. Like, I don't. It's not gonna be it. Like, do you think he's just going to be? I mean, nobody's gonna give a shit. Like, in twenty years, yeah. everybody's gonna be named Khaleesi, and no one's gonna remember what that is. So everything right. is fine. Name right. name your kid whatever you fuck you want to. Yeah. Plus Finn, that's not that's not that weird. No, not at all. I feel like naming your kid Khaleesi is probably way worse than naming your kid. Naming your kid Khaleesi is weird as fuck because that's not even her name. It's very weird. Yeah. Like imagine naming yourself like naming your child district attorney, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just seems doing? like and obviously this is not across the board. Some people just say, hey, I really like that name. Means this character means a lot to me, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the majority of the people who are naming their kids Khaleesi think that's her name. Sure. It's also uh like it's the same thing of like that chick turned real bad. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's are you kissing Khaleesi? Is that what was happening? No, right I'm just I was eating a delicious, delicious drama. Oh, you were sipping some tea. Uh, yeah, we can do a podcast. Uh, let's do a podcast. Okay, let's do a podcast. Things got weird. Let's do a podcast. Yeah, you started making kissing noises, and we weren't I talking did. about a kissing was, emoji. It was, it was so now we have noises. to now we have to now we have to break up. That's not kissing. It's eating. Congratulations on ruining the podcast, Chris. Congratulations. <sighs> Now I'm going to have to put a bunch of thinking face outtakes in here to make up for all of this bullshit. I'm not, no, no. Like things that they've been dealing with. Like I, I'm just super impressed. Excuse me. Jesus. 
That'll be the first marker of the episode. Just, <laughs> I don't even uh, know what it was because you actually are cutting out a lot still. <laughs> fuck, am I? Um, well, I've, I dropped a marker. Let me let me see if I can do this. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hopefully, this hello? is uh, yeah. Hello, can is you hear me? Any better? Is this any better? Yeah, it's better. It's better. Yes, it's better. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you fine. Yeah, I can hear you also fine. Okay. Do we need to count to make sure we're in sync? One. Okay. One, two, yeah. three. That's not, that's no, no. I say one, you say two. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Do it. Go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. We're eight. We're, we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, the fuck was I just saying? Um, oh, you were, you're about to talk about Bobby's nipples. Finally. Sure, let's get back on that subject. Whew. Let's get back on topic. Just the right amount of hair that you want for a man nipple. You know what I'm saying? Just I'd not agree. a lot. I'd not, agree. Not a lot, yeah. but but enough to like let you know that it's a it's a dude nipple. Yeah. Um. 